Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody. We are back. Episode three of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is exciting. I can't believe we're on episode three. Wow. So that's like a long time. Dude. I know, right? <laughs> like we're getting old now. Three. Wow. Woohoo. So as you hear, my amazing, lovely co-host who has been helping me out here uh, before I get to actually interviewing some experts in the field. My co-host is Derek Tai, the one and only, my husband. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, I am a test subject. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm I'm learning all this on you now, so then when I actually am interviewing somebody on this podcast, it'll go a little smoother maybe. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, try to throw some real hardball questions at you today. How's oh, that? yeah, let's... Let's not do that. Did you forget that I'm the mom of five children? And by this point of the day, my brain, oh, wait a minute, but I'm running on ketones. Remember, that was the first episode. <laughs> if you didn't listen to that, that's one, right. Back. So I am doing good. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so throw them at me. All right. So, Let's see what uh, you got. so, yeah, so I heard fat's bad for me. So uh, maybe you want to start with some basics of oh, nutrition man. here. I don't even know where to go with that uh, fat's bad for you thing. Maybe what we should do before we even talk about fat's bad for you, because I actually do have lots to say about that. Maybe before we go there, we should just start with the basics, because actually this is episode three, but I haven't really talked about kind of the basics of nutrition. So we did allude to the fact that I do seminars here in town. Yes. Yes. And that is what I do as I kind of just talk about basics of nutrition in those seminars. And we do all kinds of fun little things. And I serve the uh, people that sign up for those. Um, I limit it to like eight people. And then we serve dinner. And so I make like an amazing ketogenic meal for everybody. They go home with the recipe uh, for everything that was included in that meal. So that's kind of fun. But so we do that. And then we do some other fun things. We do some quizzes and things like that. But one of the first things that we talk about is what I just call the basics of nutrition. So... Um, so we start with the macronutrients. So uh, wait, hold on a second. I thought the basics of nutrition was the uh, pyramid that I see, like the uh, the national, uh, you know, <laughs> right, right. What, what's yeah. that thing called? Yeah, our uh... a pyramid of uh, <laughs> of schemes. I think is really what it is. Like the uh, all, yeah, the, all the, the industries that have kind of compiled together to get their block the biggest yeah, on the, I think on that's the pyramid. Much the way it is. So I that's mean, not yeah. the standard way we're supposed to eat. Well, that is the standard way they tell us to eat, but that is not the best way, and that is not your body the way it's been designed to to function and eat but so let me just tell you if you were just going by our uh, nutrition pyramid the food pyramid let me just tell you how our body actually uses there's three macronutrients so let me just tell you how our body uses those and then you can look at that nutritional pyramid and then you can decide for yourself if you really think that that's wise would you have to flip it upside down um no almost no yeah something like that but you you'll figure it out so we have three basic macronutrients okay there's protein so protein is um made up of amino acids and for adults there's eight essentials and for kids there's nine um so those essential amino acids those are the building blocks that we have to use to make 
everything else that we need. So um, animal proteins uh, are the only proteins that have all of the essential building blocks that we need in the correct ratios. So it's really important to remember um, that we don't store amino acids or proteins. So if we don't take them in in the right ratios, then we don't really have complete building blocks at the time that we need them. So, and our bodies are amazing. So they will make up for the ones that we're missing. There's lots of ways that they can do that, but it is not always at, without taxing our bodies in a way they shouldn't be taxed or without you making things out of other things that is not the optimal way to get it. So. So, uh, so protein though, you're saying that if that's the basic building block, should we get the most out of our diet should be protein then? Like no, the most definitely of- not. We kind of talked about this in a previous episode, but, uh, for, I'm a slow learner. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. So for women, like, let's say you're a woman that weighs about, uh, you know, 140 pounds. Um, you're going to need my, what I tell my clients is between 60 and 90 grams of protein per day. So, um, and actually statistics show right now in America that we take in about two times the amount of protein that we actually need. Now that's crazy to me that we actually take in that much. So, um, but anyway, so what happens to protein when, uh, when we don't, when we take in too much, like big deal, right? Like, okay, well then we just build bigger muscles, right? Like that's kind of what, that's what I've been taught my whole life. Like that's what you're taught. Like make your protein shake when you get up in the morning. Like I had a client say to me like, Hey, I got up. Yay, I earned a protein shake. <laughs> like, like was, it's really crazy a... when you think about it that way, right? Yes. But that's what we do. Like we're told, okay, get up in the morning and make your protein shake. And now you're gonna do what after you've made that protein shake? Some of us might go work out. That's great. But if you're a, if you're a carb burner, you're a sugar burner, you're just gonna use sugar to fuel that workout anyway. So you started out your day with probably a high amount of protein already. And then you're gonna come home and you're probably told to have like a chicken breast with a salad and very low fat, like get some low fat dressing that's probably full of sugar and there's your lunch, right? And then for dinner, you might have, um, you might have a steak or something like that and then, and, and your sides. So anyway, by the time you get to the end of the day and that's even without snacks or any of these extra added things, which if you're trying to build muscle, a lot of times you're told like, have another protein shake or two in your day. Cause it's like a supplement to your right. meals, right? So yes. It's, it might you, be a fourth or a fifth meal. Yes. And I can remember through the years, Derek, you telling me like, I can't even eat all this protein I'm supposed to eat. Right. Like it's just, it's like it, it's stomaching it down. I mean, a lot of bodybuilders and weightlifters, which if you see a picture of me, I am not one of those guys. <laughs> I'm a lot thinner build than that. But, you know, these guys, you know, they pride themselves on 200 grams of protein a day, 300 grams of protein a day. I mean, I can't stomach that much protein. There's no, just no it's way. it's crazy. And it has been shown to cause liver damage because you can't, your liver cannot deal with all of that protein. So what happens is when you take in all that extra protein, uh, your liver will convert it to glucose and that gets then what happens with glucose. Insulin is going to usher it into your fat stores. So that's kind of a, a very basic overview of protein and what protein does in your body when you eat it. Okay, so let's move to fat because fats, uh, we don't really have too much to say about fat. So fat is just broken down into fatty acids. So you have saturated monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fat. Um, So that is used by every cell in your body. Um, And then it's eliminated 
if it's not needed or broken down and absorbed by your liver. Um, fat has all these, your body, your, your body needs fat um, to absorb all these fat soluble vitamins as well. So um, we really don't know a whole lot about the intricacies of how your body utilizes all the fat. Um, we just know that there's all this bad information out there about fats making us fat and it's like this, you know, this big scary word like fat. Um, but body fat and dietary fat are two completely different things. They don't so, correlate. Dietary yeah. fat does not make you fat, and it does not add to the fat stores on your body. But like, like I was at LA Fitness working out this week, and over the PA system, it told me to eat lean and green. It I'm said, sure. get the leanest piece of protein I can get and throw some broccoli next to it. Right, which is just so crazy, because then you're, first of all, if that's how they want you to eat, is low fat and low carb, which is what you just described, yes. you're starving to death. Just ask anyone who's gone on a low-fat, low-carb diet, which is what they say helps you lose weight, right? How long can you maintain that? Is that why I keep going in and out of the walk-in pantry there and looking you go. for snacks? Because your brain is screaming at you to feed it. It needs food. It's starving. So that you you need more food than that. You've got to you've got to have more food than that. Um, more fat specifically. So let's talk about carbs. When you eat any sugar, any carbohydrate. I mean anything, so any carbohydrate, your blood glucose rises and your pancreas has to release insulin to counteract that blood sugar rising. If it doesn't, you'll die. Um, if it, and then it, it, if you continue to do that to it for a long period of time, what happens? Any guesses? Diabetes. That's right. You'll get type two. type two diabetes because that is when your body has become, it's no longer insulin sensitive and now it's insulin resistant. Hold on a second though. Like there's healthy breads, there's healthy pasta, there's no, healthy yeah, grains. I know, right? That's Come on, that's healthy whole grains, heart healthy whole grains. Well, I mean, that's right? what they tell us to eat for breakfast every morning. So am I being duped here? I know. Yes, you're totally being duped along with the rest of us. So don't worry about it. You're not alone. I mean, but I, I think Kellogg's loves the idea that we get up and have a Pop-Tart of part of a healthy breakfast. You know? Oh, I'm sure they do. They love it that you have to get up and eat all these carbohydrates and then you're going to need more carbohydrates after those carbohydrates in a very short amount of time because you're just going to burn through all those and then your body says, whoa, I'm still starving. So I think some people think they could cut out sugar and I'm one of them like, okay, I, I'm not, I don't really need sweets that much, maybe a cookie every now and then, but I'm not like addicted to like Starbucks frappuccinos and Cokes and all. I mean, I never drink soda. But then when you tell me to take away pasta or the healthy bread that I was told was good for me, like whole grain pasta and whole grain wheat and quinoa and all that. So you're telling me that that turns into sugar then? Absolutely. It all turns into sugar. So when, when that stuff, when you eat those things, it turns it. So let me tell you what happens. So, so I'd rather just eat ice cream then. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother issue, which we'll talk about maybe in another episode about the combi food combining and oh, macronutrient combining. That, okay. that can be even worse. But so let's talk about carbs um, with like you're talking about these healthy whole grains. So we just learned that all carbohydrates that you eat uh, turns to sugar and it turns to sugar glucose as soon as you eat it. That's just what happens every single time. That's it. Now, if you have your... Uh, healthy whole grains, for instance, like you're talking to me about here. Like toast. Um, Come on, give me some toast. <laughs> your your whole grain. Yeah, toast. Uh, <laughs> breads and cereals and pastas. 
Um, it does slow down the absorption of, or it does slow down how, how quickly your body breaks all that down into glucose. So it, so it can slow that down a little bit, um, which is, which is better than with a simple carbohydrate or like a processed sugar um, that forces in, insulin production like, you know, very quickly. Your blood sugar spikes. It's this crazy uh, fast. So like, what, like so like white rice versus brown rice. So like the white rice is going to absorb quicker. The brown is a little slower, but they're both going to still turn to sugar basically. Kind right. Of. They're both still going to turn to sugar. So, so what happens is like we talked about your pancreas has to release the insulin. Your insulin's job is to store any sugar that you don't use immediately as glycogen. So your muscles hold about 400 grams total of glycogen, and then your liver can hold about a hundred grams. So whatever is not used immediately, that'll then uh, and then turns into um, uh, triglycerides. Once the, that process, uh, once that that's called lipogenesis, and once those stores are full, that's what it does. So um, the so you've heard of I think I've said this several times, but insulin is called your fat storage hormone, and that is because it literally will then take anything that's not used and immediately put it into fat storage because it needs to hold on to that for later. Um, our bodies are made to be fat fueled. We've talked about that, and carbohydrates were not something that we would have gotten readily or very often. So they know if we get that, oh, we're going to store that. We have this built-in mechanism to keep us from starving to death if we end up not being able to get to food for a while. So that's why we pack on all this extra weight because once you don't have those carbohydrates anymore, your body will switch back over to ketosis and to becoming keto adapted, and you will be able to live off of those fat stores, literally. So our bodies are very smart. They've figured this out. That's how, that's how we're made, that's what we do. So here's kind of an interesting little fun fact. So we talk about hormones and the insulin hormone, which is you know, talked about all the time, but we also have a partner hormone that's called glucagon. And so glucagon's job is to mobilize the stored sugar back into your blood for energy um, and thus keeping your blood sugar from dropping too low. So you've heard about people that, you know, their blood sugar can drop too low and get lightheaded and all those kinds of things. Well, we have a hormone called glucagon that, that, will, that will help. It works with insulin to keep your blood sugar at this good steady rate. So what's interesting about that though, is that when insulin is activated, glucagon can't operate. So you might be like, okay, well, why does that matter? So, but if you think about it, if you are always inducing an insulin response with the way you eat, then glucagon can never show up and release some of that sugar and, and get rid of it out of your fat stores, right? So, 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 my, so the fat stores that I have will never be You'll never access that they won't be accessed because I, the, the system says, Hey, you got plenty coming in that you don't need it. Right. So you're, you're either burning energy or you're storing it. Okay. And so most people are storing it and storing all mode. the time. They're storing it just, well, I remember nonstop. the old body for life diet, which, you know, we've checked that one out years and you go check that one on the box. I've tried that, been there, done that, but it talked to you about eating like six meals a day. Yes. And it was a balance of carbs and, you know, to kind of fuel your muscles and all this kind of stuff. So you're telling me that probably wasn't the best fat loss storage. No, and that is still uh, a lot of, you know, I don't want to, you know, kind of 
cut down another diet. Yeah, cut down another profession or whatever. But a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of clients that I talk to, they'll say, well, wait a minute. So my personal trainer told me it's best to eat five to six small meals a day and keep, you know, fueling my body that way. And that's going to rev up my metabolism. And that's what it does. It is completely the opposite of what it actually does. So if you're eating that much constantly and you're constantly making your body have this insulogenic response, then you're just constantly storing fat. Like you're just always storing on your body. Well, the industry can't make any money if you're not eating, right? That's right. right. So like, I mean, I'm thinking like all these extra protein powders and bars and stuff, because those were supposed to be in between meals. Right. So how do they have an industry if you're not eating between meals? That's right. Well, that's the whole industry has popped up around this. We have, I mean, just look at cereals. I mean, we have all these heart healthy whole grain cereals that you're told to eat and you have to get up in the morning and have breakfast, right? Everybody's heard breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, I would tend to agree with that just based on the fact that it means break fast. So however long that fast is, like I don't typically eat breakfast in the morning. I'm just not hungry. And a lot of that comes from just being fat fueled. I have more than I need to run my body for many, many hours without being hungry, like literally without ever uh, having leptin, it's another hormone, tell me that I need to eat. So I may go from dinner the night before until like lunch or even dinner the next day before I'm even hungry. But when I break that fast, it's very important how I break that fast. So I don't want to break that fast with carbohydrates and then send a blood glucose spike and then now insulin's releasing and now I'm back to storing again. I want to I want to feed it with some good healthy fats, some good protein and uh and and you know just fire everything up. Like every your every major organ in your body wants that fat. Well, I remember there's three guys at my office uh, in our real estate office that went um you know done they were doing the intermittent fasting. And the one guy was the, the last one to get started. And he said, aren't you going to be hungry? Like, I have to have breakfast every morning. And I said, you know, I just don't get that hungry. I do a lot of the intermittent fasting. I'll do that several days a week. And I'll just have coffee for breakfast, black coffee. Yeah. And uh, I've noticed that my I don't have that crash in the afternoon either when I do those. You know, because then I'm going to eat later lunch and uh, do a, you know, a, a ketogenic style, you know, lunch. And I don't get that crash in the afternoon like I used to as much. That's right. I agree with that. I don't either. I am able to, um, I'm able to, like I said, just skip pretty much every, uh, every morning I skip breakfast, unless we're doing our Saturday morning big breakfast with the kids. The feast, we call it. Yes. I love to do that. But other than that, I pretty much don't eat, uh, eat a breakfast and I do just fine. So, um, you know, another really kind of interesting thing that happens too, just Real quick to touch on this is um, when you're when you are fasting. Since we kind of talked about this, and I don't want to freak everybody out with the whole fasting thing. We'll we'll do some uh, some episodes on this, I'm sure, because I definitely um, do intermittent fasting. I do longer fasts as well, um, once or twice a month. But um, one of the most interesting things about fasting is um, how it assists your body in keeping good, healthy quality cells um, just by fasting and not. So there's a process um, in your body called apoptosis. And that is another name for programmed cell death. So your cells um, are programmed to die. And um, when you are 
uh, fasting, it, it accelerates that process and allows um, things that are, that are damaged or shouldn't be there to do that, um, or parts of those cells, which is called autophagy, to, um, to go through the, the death or, or kind of like getting rid of those um, like old or, or not, um, I don't know what, like what the right word is I'm looking for, but just not the, they're kind of like sub cells, like they're not as good as they should be or things that just need to be um, upgraded. Um, that is also, it's also another um, interesting uh, part of uh, cancer treatment. They're even talking about um, about fasting being such a, a good a, a big part of of cancer treatment and being able to starve those cancer cells um, and like and, and really even stop the cancer cells from developing because if we are um, making sure that our body is going through that healthy re uh, cell regeneration, the death and regeneration, and we are feeding it the right building blocks and it's building healthy cells and then. We may not even ever see the cancer arrive, um, let alone have to try and starve it at that point. We talked about before that cancer um, needs sugar to uh, thrive and survive. So if we're not giving it the sugar, then that's also a huge help. That's a, a big part of that. So um, I think we kind of talked enough about the basic kind of uh, nutrition uh, information, just kind of a very... I know that was a very broad overview and we and did fat, we did protein, we did carbs. I think you got definitely a lot of material for a future episode or two. Yeah. So, so that's pretty, pretty basic. So I guess, um, now that we've kind of talked about that and that's kind of the, the bulk of our episode today, I should, um, move on real quick and give you guys uh, kind of a tip, um, kind of my tip of the day or, uh, the little little tidbit I want to share with you. So today I want to tell you about cryotherapy. So I'm kind of like my own, which Derek, you know this, I'm kind of like my own guinea pig. Like a biohacker in <laughs> like, training. Right. Like I do all these, I'm always into all these different, like some people would think are really weirdo. Health. I like experiments almost. Thanks. You know? Yeah. Like I, but you know, if I find something that I, that not just, I feel like really works, but I start really seeing the, uh, the benefits of, then I'm all over it. So um, we've talked about, I talked about oil pulling uh, a couple episodes ago, and then I think last episode I talked about my infrared sauna, which I just love, and I know you love that too. Another one that, um, that I have recently found, well, recently, like within the last few months, is this whole body cryotherapy. So I don't know if anybody has heard about this um, or how many of you have, but it's basically a cold treatment. So uh, it's a procedure, you, you step into this uh, device, I don't know what else you would call it, but, um, and your body is exposed to temperatures um, like negative 200 degrees. Um, and they leave you in there for like two minutes, two to, I think it's two to four is the industry, but um, I'm in the one that I in, I, I'm pretty sure I've, I do two minutes is what I do in there. But um, so anyway, um, you step into this negative uh, 200 degree uh, cryotherapy chamber and your head is sticking out and they put gloves on your hands and I wear these little socks and these little booties and they put you in and it is just this incredibly cold. It's this, they pump this nitrogen in there and um, 
It's crazy. So basically the attendant talks to me the, the whole two minutes I'm in there and I'm like jumping around and, uh, you know, and trying to, uh, and you go in with nothing else but the gloves and the booties on. So, um, your skin is getting super, super cold. Let me tell you, like frostbite feeling cold and you kind of jump around and she talks to you and tries to keep your mood off of it. But so some of the things that they, that I heard that they were good for is like improving your skin, like maybe even cellulite, improving cellulite, um, boosting your mood, um, weight loss, of course. Um, I think everything says it promotes weight loss. <laughs> but, um, and then they have, a, a lot of people primarily go for reducing muscle soreness, um, especially like, you know, athletes and elite athletes. Um, they say that it really helps to uh, alleviate muscle soreness and joint pain um, a lot quicker. And I would say that that is definitely what I have been seeing. Um, I definitely feel like the mood boosting thing, when I go in, I feel like the whole rest of that day, I have more energy. Like I feel like my mood is improved, I have more energy, um, and definitely the inflammation and the, the muscle soreness joint thing. So. That's uh, my little tip for the day. If you haven't tried it, you might wanna try it. They do have them uh, at different places around the country now as they're becoming more and more um, health uh, or more and more popular. So again, it's called cryotherapy and that's C-R-Y-O-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, cryotherapy. So you might wanna check it out, do some research on your own and see what you think about them and see if you think that helps you. So, okay, that's my tip for today. And I wanted to do the um, review. Let me do a quick review for you guys. I've got another one here um, that I can share. Um, let's see, this one today is from, well, this one's kinda, I feel like I'm cheating because this is from a friend that I have, I've known this girl like most of my life. So um, her name is Amanda and she um, has started working with me and I am just so thankful to have her as a client, uh, her and her husband. But um, the, the uh, feedback she left for me was, I've known Jessica for literally most of my life at this point and I have not only seen the years erased from her with her laser focus on true healthy living, but I have also never seen her more passionate. I am positive that any client and trusting Jessica with their health will benefit from this dedication and passion and be thrilled beyond measure. So that's so sweet. Thank you again, Amanda, for that feedback. That's awesome. I'm definitely passionate about it. And um, so I just want to remind you guys, if you're looking for how to get in touch with me or who I am or, you know, who is this girl that I'm listening to on this podcast, uh, my name again is Jessica Ty, and you can uh, look me up on Facebook. I'm at uh, Facebook is Jessica Ty Nutrition. I'm also on Instagram. That Keto Blonde is my uh, Instagram handle. And then you can uh, go directly to my website is www.jessicatye.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-T-Y-E.com, jessicatye.com. And you can also send me an email at jessica at jessicatye.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions you have or if you want to send in some questions to me of some things that you'd like to hear about or things you want clarification on, um, I would love to do that. And just to, um, I just want to give you guys a really 
quick update too. I'm so excited that I am starting um, next month that I am going to be um, attending classes through the Nutritional Therapy Association and will be getting my certification as a nutritional therapy practitioner. So that's super exciting. I will, um, I should be certified by next June. So that's great. It's going to help give me um, just more information, more ability to help you guys. Um, and I'll just get some more training in nutrition and in all of these awesome things that I just want to learn how to help you guys better and serve you all better. So um, super excited about that. So just um, I'll keep you updated on how that goes. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for another great episode. We're wrapping up episode three and I look forward to talking to you all again soon. See you later. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This episode of Keto Lifestyle is brought to you by the How Did He Know app. How Did He Know is a revolutionary app that delivers daily customized tips to help men become better husbands and partners and reap the rewards that come from happy, fulfilling relationships. For more information, visit their website at www.howdidhenow.com or download it from the App Store today for iTunes or Android. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.